Good morning, church. And for those of you who are watching online as well, a very good morning to you. And hope everyone is doing well in the Lord this morning. Uh, just to introduce myself, my name is Daniel, and I'm currently serving as a trainee here at St. Mary, and it's a wonderful privilege to be able to preach God's Word with you all this morning. And I even today have the joyful and frankly very scary task for myself um, to expound on this subject of honouring our father and our mother. And this commandment particularly is very challenging even for myself. And just a show of hands, are there any children here in the room? Well, technically speaking, all of us are children. Uh, regardless whether you're a parent to an adult child or a small little kid, or if you're a soon-to-be parent, if you're waiting to get married, or if you're a single young guy like me, one thing that we have in common between you and I is that all of us here, you can look at the person next to you, we are all children to someone. We're all a child to someone. And the reality is that apart from God using our parents as the means to bring us into existence, you and I won't be sitting here today. And because of our identity as children, this commandment that God has given to us is something that we should take very seriously because ultimately God is the one who gave us our parents and we in turn should obey this commandment and follow it. So before we get into this sermon, let us commit this time to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you praise for your words which is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correction, and training up in righteousness. We ask, Lord, that your Spirit incline and enable our hearts to obey your commandment to honour our father and mother, because by doing so, we are honouring you. Help, Lord, even as I preach your word this morning, that it may be edifying to all of us listening here today and glorifying to your name. And it's in your Son's most precious name we pray. Amen. So the first four commandments that we went through in the past four weeks are talking about our vertical relationship with God. So between us and God. And we are told in the first commandment that Yahweh is the only God that we should worship. That was four weeks ago. And second commandment we looked at, we are told not to worship God in a very in a very uh, lactodesical manner. We are not to make images that are like Him. And we're told in the third commandment that we should revere God's name, that we shouldn't blaspheme God's name or make it empty or useless. And last week, uh, Pastor Tim went through the Sabbath commandment with us and it reminds us to have restful worship with Christ alone. So if the first four commandments of the ten are focusing on our relationship between us and God, which in the New Testament is summarized as loving your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, the next six commandments in the 10 focuses on our relationship between you and I, or between us and our neighbours, our horizontal relationship between our fellow human beings, which is summarised in the New Testament as to love your neighbour as yourself. And yes, the first commandment begins with our ultimate authority, which is God. So if that, be if that is how the first part of the commandment begins. The second part, the second letter six of the Ten Commandments begins with our earthly authority, which is our parents. So with that introduction and background in mind, uh, if you have a sermon outline or if you have a, uh, the, 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 book, uh, the service order with you, that our main point for this sermon today is this, that honouring our parents is an expression of honouring God. Let me repeat that, yeah? That honouring our parents is an expression of honouring God. 
So with that, my first point of my sermon this morning is this, the meaning of the fifth commandment. And the fifth commandment in Exodus 20.12 begins like this, Honour your father and mother, that your days may be long on the earth, which the Lord your God will give you. So let us start off with this word, honour. The word honour here means to give weight or to give significance or to make something heavy. And the first thing that we have to realise about this fifth commandment is that this honour is rooted in the idea of honouring God or giving significance and weight to God. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6 makes that connection as God spoke through the prophet Malachi. And God basically asked a very rhetoric question. He says, A son honour his father, a servant his master. So if then I am a father, where is my honour? And if I am a master, where is my fear? You see, brothers and sisters, honouring our parents is meant to point us to honouring God. And because these two things are so interconnected together, we can see throughout Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, the weight that God puts on obeying and honouring our parents. Because we can see that if we do not honour our parents, there is many punishments given. A very clear example of this is in our Old Testament reading just now in Deuteronomy 21, 18-21. It tells us that if you are a stubborn, rebellious child and if you do not listen to the discipline of your parents, that you shall be not, not grounded, not locked in your room, not take away your phone, but to be stoned to death by the elders of the city. And we can see many other Old Testament passages, right? That if you do not honour your parents, if you strike them, if you disobey them, if you curse them, you will be put to death as a form of capital punishment. And what does that say about God? It actually reveals to us that God takes this commandment very seriously. It reveals to us today the severity of when we dishonour our parents. Well, thankfully, don't worry, this capital punishment do not apply to us today. It is part of the old covenant. But the truth, the reality, the principle regarding the severity of dishonouring our parents still applies to us today. And we can see that severity echoed in the New Testament as well. In Romans chapter 1, verse 28, where Paul was mentioning that there are a bunch of people who do not recognise God for who He is. And the, one of the characteristics of this type of people is people who are disobedient to their parents. We see in 2 Timothy 3 then where Paul tells Timothy, Hey Timothy, you've been ministering to a sinful generation, a generation that are lovers of self, lovers of money, sexual immorality, and along down that list is disobedient to their parents. And yes, the Old Testament Israelites had capital punishment. But for us today, the sobering reality is that there is an even greater punishment and condemnation for those who do not repent of their ways, for those who do not truthfully honour their parents. Because, reminder, if you dishonour your parents, you are also in turn dishonouring God. So let us ask this question for us sitting here today. So what does it mean for us, for you and I to honour our parents? Does the Bible give specific guidance on what it means to honour parents? 
And thankfully, yes, God has given us answers, particularly in the book of Proverbs, which is primarily a book written from a father to a son. And we can see how exactly this honouring, and I really recommend you to go back and read the book of Proverbs. So some examples that are given in the book of Proverbs, for instance, in Proverbs 1.8, it says to hear our father's instruction and not to forsake our mother's teaching. There are other examples given in Proverbs. I can't go into all of them. They are keeping the commandments that your parents give you. If your parents tell you, hey, to honour God and to worship Yahweh, that we are to keep those commandments. And another example is to receive discipline well from our parents. The book of Proverbs talks about a rod, uh, about, about disciplining your children and for us as children to receive this discipline well. And lastly is to bring joy and gladness or to make our parents happy so that they may be joyful as well. Because when we do these things, when we honour our parents, we are giving importance and significance to what our parents have said to us, what our parents have taught us, and most importantly, what our parents are pointing us towards, which is God. And when that happens, when we give weight and significance to our parents, we are in turn pleasing the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. That obeying our parents' children, all of us, is an expression that pleases the Lord. Now, perhaps you are wondering, sitting here this morning, and most of us are not little kids anymore, right? So maybe you ask, what if I'm married? What if I'm no longer staying with my parents? What if I'm an adult age and I'm, I'm a strong, independent person now? Or what about some more sobering cases? What if my parents are abusive? What if my parents have been promoting evil or promoting sin at the home? How do we honour them and obey them in these situations? So I think the general rule of thumb for all this situation is yes, we should still honour and obey our parents. So for example, in the case of being married or being an adult child, I think we can all agree that the manner in which we communicate with our parents changes where obedience for a five-year-old looks very different from an obedience of a teenager. And and that is the same from a 15-year-old to a fresh graduate from university. And definitely, it looks very different between a fresh grad and someone who is married and has your own children. And some of us, if not most of us, will go from being taken care by our parents, taken care of by our parents, to now that we honour our parents by taking care of them, whether it's financially, physically, bringing them into our homes, and so on and so forth. And yes, as I mentioned in those examples, right, that obeying them looks very different in particular ages. The communication changes, right? But at the heart of it, at the core of our soul, the principle remains the same, that we should still honour, that our posture to honour and respect and love our parents should not change. Now, what about those cases about parents who are abusive, parents who are promoting sin? I reckon that yes, we should still honour them, but up to a limit. That we honour our parents or these abusive parents or parents that promote sin insofar as the sin is not acceptable or tolerable or promoted by us as the child. So maybe an example to illustrate this. Maybe there is a person who grown up very emotionally scarred 
maybe you're one of them sitting here or watching this morning, that because one of your parents, at, when you're a young age, left the home to commit adultery, be with another partner, or maybe you, you saw your dad or uh, physically or sexually abuse your mom and things like that. And when you grew up, you were just so in so much hatred and so much unforgiveness towards your parents, right? But as you grow older, let's say, and then your eyes were open to gospel, and now you see the forgiveness of sin that Christ has given to you. So how do you honor your parents in that? That perhaps honoring your parents in that situation looks like this, that you extend the same forgiveness that you have received, received from Jesus to your parents but that is the limit. But that is the limit. That if your parents are still in rebellion against God, that if your parents are still continuing in sin, you cannot just have blind obedience towards them and be like, okay, Dad, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. You are your own man, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, as a Christian, that we should lovingly call out our parents' sinful behavior. We cannot just be blind to sin. Because remember, Ultimately, our honour and, and worship is first and foremost to God. Because if we, if, if we honour our parents and sin is promoted and evil is promoted, then this part, the honouring God part, is not achieved. When we, we honour our parents' evil, we are dishonouring God in the process. So maybe some of you sitting here today are in that situation or have been through that situation um, let me take. Let me encourage you to take heart that as you honor God by honoring your parents in that way, that God's good promises and blessings will be given to you. That God is with you all the days of your life. Which brings me to my second point for today's sermon, which is the promise of the fifth commandment. You see, the text in Exodus that we read just now tells us that the commandment to honour our parents comes with a promise. This is not only mentioned in this passage, but if you read in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12, it's reiterated there. And even Paul in the New Testament, in our epistle reading just now, in Ephesians 6, 1, 3, and it says, right, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother. And it says this, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So first things first, this Ephesians 6 passage, it says to obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, that God establishes absolute truth that this commandment is something we should obey, not because it's an obligation, but because God says it's right, it's true, we should obey it. And God also says to children, Obey your parents in the Lord. So it's not a blind obedience that this obeying our parents is meant to give glory to God, but at the same time, as what I mentioned in the examples just now, that we are not to promote sin because obeying our parents happens in the Lord for His glory, for His purposes. So the remaining part right, of that Ephesians 6 passage, we see Paul echoing the promise given in Exodus, given in Deuteronomy. So the question that we have to ask ourselves this morning is this, just from a very plain reading of the text is, so if we honour our parents, do we get a better and longer life right now when we honour our parents? How should we look at this promise that is attached to honouring our parents? Is this promise strictly for the Israelites or is there some application for us today? 
Well, firstly, for the people of Israel, there is, in fact, indeed blessing when there is obedience under the old covenant and curses when there is disobedience. That the Israelites, if they were to obey God's command, that they would indeed enjoy God's blessings and live well in the promised land, in the land of Canaan. That, and yes, that when they were given a longer life, that they would be able to enjoy God's blessings even more as they live in the land for a longer period of time. Longer life, longer time to enjoy the blessings, right? Because remember, if honouring our parents is an expression of honouring God, God richly blesses those who obey Him. And on the flip side, if there's disobedience, literally the Israelites will be put to death and there is no more longer life, there is no more blessed life anymore. So that's the Old Testament. So what about us today? What about the New Testament? For us New Testament believers, I reckon Paul... Because Paul echoes this in his writings in Ephesians, he echoes the Old Testament, that I believe that there is a certain element of continuity and definitely a future fulfillment for New Testament believers today. So let me explain. On one hand, I do believe that as we obey God, as we seek to obey God's commands, that God's blessing will accompany us. Because as we seek to live our lives under authority of God, under the truths of Scripture, living according to God's way and God's design, that we will flourish, that we will be blessed living under God's rule and reign over our lives, that we will be blessed richly by God in our lives today. Now, let me explain something very important, the definition of blessedness. Brothers and sisters, blessedness is truly and only found in a right relationship with God. To put it very, to put it very simply, when we don't have God, we have no blessedness. When we have God, we are blessed. The reason that we can have a better life, the reason that we can have a blessed life, because ultimately we know that we are right with God through Jesus Christ, that the Lord is with us ultimately. That the reality that our money, our finances, and everything around us, material blessings, relational blessings, all these good things are good because God gave them to us that apart from God, that these things in reality do not bring blessedness to us. So remember, blessedness is truly found in a right relationship with God. So what about the part of living longer? Does it mean that for us sitting here today, that if we honour our parents, we will live until 100 years old? Well, in reality, I do not know the answer to this question because at the end of the day, Scripture tells us that God knows the number of our days, that God knows when we will go back to be with Him. But for my honest take, I do believe that the general pattern God intends for His people is for a longer life. So let me explain. Because when we make good choices to honour God in our lives, we don't make bad choices. And when we don't make bad choices, we do not face the consequences that comes with those bad choices that we could have made, right? So for example, if we listen to our parents that we don't go around partying until late at night, don't getting drunk and things like that or not going sleeping around, we will avoid the bad consequence that comes with it. You potentially avoid a sexually transmitted disease. You avoid getting drunk while driving and getting into a car accident that could be life-damaging. You avoid, you avoid rather the side effects of getting drunk and drinking too much alcohol in your body. And because of that, generally speaking, you live a longer life. You're healthier 
as you continue to live under God's rule and reign for your life. Now, there are exceptions to the rule as how God's sovereignty and God is so in control and how He works in everyday human life. Because we know there are people who do bad things and get away with it, right? I think I'm sure you can think of someone in your head right now. And we also know that as many people do evil and get away with it, there are some people who seek to honour God to the best of their ability, yet suffer for righteousness' sake. And because we live, brothers and sisters, we live in a sinful and fallen world, perhaps it's not our fault that something bad happens to us, but maybe someone else's sinfulness causes us to be collateral damage in the process instead. Yet, we must remember that both the blessings and the sufferings in life are from God at the end of the day. Because no matter, and the main point I'm trying to bring out is this, that no matter what situation or what circumstances we are, our blessedness is not rooted in our circumstances. But our blessedness is rooted by the fact that God is with us. That whether our circumstances are good or bad, that as we continue to live under God's rule and reign as God's people, we will experience flourishing and blessing for our lives today. Because Frankly, God loves us more than we can infinitely imagine and He loves His children very dearly. So that's for us today. But the future, and this thing is for sure, we can all agree that we can take heart that as we seek to obey God in this life, that as we trust in Jesus, there is a future fulfillment of this promise that we, we, we will indeed have a blessed and longer life in the future land to come, the future new heavens and new earth where we will be reunited with God. That for those of us who have trusted Jesus for our salvation and followed Jesus by honouring His commandments, by honouring our parents, will indeed live long and well in the new heavens and new earth to come forever and ever. And the reason, the reason we can be in this new heavens and new earth and the reason that we can be united with God is because of Jesus. And that is the final point for this sermon this morning, which is the Jesus of the fifth commandment. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus says that he came not to abolish the law and the prophets, but he came to fulfill it. And that includes the fifth commandment. Jesus himself submitted to his parents. In Luke chapter 2, there's this story of little boy Jesus who followed his parents to pilgrimage all the way in Jerusalem. And when his parents were about to go back home, guess what little boy Jesus did? He stayed back in church, or rather he stayed back in the Jerusalem temple to continue listening to the rabbi's teaching on the word. And his parents were so nervous and so worried, where is my son? Where is my son? And they found him in the temple. But of course, Jesus gave a very cheeky and profound response in Luke 2.49. You can read it for yourself. But at the end of the day, in their parents' worry, in their parents, where is my son? Where is my son? Jesus, at the end of the day, followed them back to Nazareth. And Jesus was submissive to his earthly parents. You see, Jesus himself obeyed this commandment by submitting to his earthly parent as a son. We also see that Jesus himself values the fifth commandment. 
we read in our gospel reading just now in Mark 7 or in Matthew 15. We see Jesus debating with a bunch of Pharisees and scribes. And Jesus was questioning them saying, why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of tradition? You see what was happening is that the Pharisees were saying, okay, if you dedicate what you have to God, if you dedicate as korban, if you dedicate it to God, you don't have to take care of your parents then. You can, you can ignore your parents as long as you dedicate it to God. But what do we think of that? What did Jesus think of that? Well, Jesus very harshly rebukes them saying that for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. For parents, especially elderly parents, Jesus values you. Jesus values your well-being and the honour that you deserve for being caretakers of your children. And for all of us here, let's be very honest that most of us here, to a certain extent, we have failed and broken this commandment by dishonouring our parents. Like the prodigal son, you remember the story where the prodigal son took half of his father's inheritance and ran away with it and eventually got himself into a bunch of trouble. He ran away and by the law of the old covenant, by the punishment of the old covenant, we, the prodigal son, we deserve to be stoned to death. But even greater than that, when we fail to obey and honour our parents, we are also disobedient and dishonouring to God in the process. And because we have failed to honour God, because we have failed to honour God for who He is and what He has called us to do, we deserve a just, eternal punishment. But praise be to God that we are not Jesus. But Jesus, on the other hand, unlike the prodigal son, Unlike us, Jesus himself honoured his parents and Jesus himself honoured his heavenly Father perfectly all the way to death on the cross to die in our place, to bear the punishment that you and I should have bore for dishonouring our parents and dishonouring God. And praise be to God that for those of us who call ourselves Christians, that by the power of the Spirit, that as we daily become more like Jesus, we can love our parents a little bit better every single day. And when we do that, when we love our parents, when we honour our parents, we are in turn honouring Jesus as our Lord and our Saviour. So my final exhortation this morning, final encouragement this morning, for parents, if you are a parent sitting here this morning, May I encourage or remind you this morning that the honour that is supposed to be given to you as parents is not a blind honour, it's not a blind obedience. Because Ephesians 6.4 reminds us that fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, do not exasperate your children. You see, the honour that is due to parents is because the reality that God has given you the responsibility to love and to nurture your children in the ways of the Lord. And when you do that, honour is duly deserved. So for some parents sitting here this morning, let me encourage you that maybe you're just so tired of your children, maybe your teenage, your teenage children who is so-called in a rebellion phase and you're so tired of it, you're so angry at it. Let me encourage you that God has given you a responsibility and He won't leave you alone to do it. He will give you the strength, He will give you the ability to be able to persevere and to love and nurture your children. But most importantly, 
to remind you that children are a prized possession from God, that children are a blessing that is given to you from God. So hold that and treasure that all the days of your life, parents, as long as you live. And for some other parents sitting here today, perhaps you should take time to and take heart to examine your hearts, whether you have really taken this responsibility given by God to love and nurture your children seriously and done it well. So some questions to help you reflect this morning. Have you pointed out to your kids to be more like Jesus or have you pointed to your kids to be more like the world or to more like culture or to be more like what society wants them to be? Have you helped your children see the Lord Jesus as King or have you only helped them see and focus for studies or career or money as their King? And this is very common, but have you delegated the responsibility to love and nurture your children in the ways of the Lord to Kids Church or have you done it yourself? Have you been like, okay, Stephanie, here's my kids, do, do, do this, and uh, you do the Jesus thing, and I'll do the other things. Is that you this morning? And for all of us here, as children, so that's the parents now, for all of us, we are all children. Whether you are young children or adult children, we all can be very honest, it's difficult to honour our parents. Maybe later during, after the service, you can talk to one another, hey, how, have been, how can we better honour our parents? What are the, some of the struggles that we have honouring our parents? Because the reality is human relationships are messy and sinful. And there are many times where perhaps that your parents are a bit out of line or where your parents have not fallen short in sometimes, but all the time they have fallen short in the ways of the Lord. Or perhaps your parents can be a bit overly demanding as they grow older. But perhaps it's time to examine our own hearts instead instead of blaming our parents. Perhaps maybe you are a person or a child that you outwardly, you just say, oh, 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 yes, yes, ma, yes, dad, I will do what you call me to do. But inwardly, you're just so complaining and so dreading this responsibility. It's, oh, it's such an inconvenience to take care of my parents. Maybe it's we, maybe us as children, we have failed to give our parents the respect that they do, that we think we are right all the time and you know, these parents, they are older now, they don't have any say, but is that the truth? Maybe we are the ones that are in the wrong. Instead of listening to them, we insist in our ways. Maybe we should listen to our parents more often. So let us examine our hearts if we have fallen short in any way of taking care and honouring our parents. But also, let us be reminded, and this is a very important reminder, the reason as you exit from this cathedral later, as you go and see your parents later, the reason you are able to love your parents is because Christ first loved you. Love your parents with all your own strength, you will fail. But realizing the sacrificial love that Christ bore on the cross and loves you with, take that same love and love your parents with it. So I urge us all, all of us here as children, to fix our eyes on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. For Jesus obeyed his earthly father. Jesus obeyed and submitted to his heavenly father perfectly. And he is our great high priest. He empathizes with you. He loves you. And he wants to guide you better 
to love your parents and to honour your parents a little bit more every single day. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We give you glory, Lord, for who you are, for being our heavenly Father, that is true, Jesus, that we are adopted as sons and daughters into your kingdom, that we are able to be children of you is because of what Jesus has done. And Lord, forgive us, Lord, for the many ways we have fallen short in honouring our parents, in loving them. But Lord, we ask for your help. We ask, Lord, that you enable us by your Spirit and by your grace to love and honour our parents no matter in what age category we are and how, or what age category our parents are as well. So Lord, help us because apart from you, we can do nothing. I also pray, Lord, for, for some of us sitting here that perhaps we are going through a tough time honouring our parents. Lord, help us. We also pray for people who may have lost their parents, their parents have, may have passed away in this recent memory. I pray, Lord, that for, for, for those of us who have lost our parents, that we are able to honour them in loving memory, that we are able to remember the good things, the good instructions and the teachings that our parents have given to us so that we, are, we may be able to pass them down to the next generation. And Lord, help us to be reassured that for those of our parents who have followed you, who have trusted you uh, as their saviour, that Lord, help us to be rest assured that they are with you now and that we will see them once again. So I thank you, Lord. All glory to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.